0: Welcome to Safety Bites, a weekly podcast on all things related to workplace safety, hosted by me, Jason Schaffenbühl. The thoughts expressed in this podcast are based upon my opinion and general best practices, which may not apply to all listeners. Always consult with a qualified professional before making any changes in your organization. Employers often use safety talks to enhance safety in the workplace. In my 17th podcast, covering leading and lagging indicators, published on January 14th, I spoke about safety talks as an example of leading indicators of a safe workplace. Safety talks, like other activities focused on safety, can be useful to improve workplace safety through employee engagement and providing safety knowledge and education. Too often, however, I find that safety talks provide little to no value. So here are some tips on how to make safety talks a positive addition to your safety program. First, you need to select safety talks that are relevant to the work environment and safety issues the organization faces. Don't simply subscribe to or purchase a book of safety talks because you think it will cover what you need. I strongly suggest that you identify the key safety issues in your workplace through audits, near misses, accident investigations, and employee concerns. If you can find safety talks specific to those issues, take those talks and modify them to be as specific to your work environment as possible. If you cannot find safety talks related to the key safety issues you face, then you need to develop them. The safety talk needs to identify the issue, explain why it's an issue, and clearly describe the actions employees need to take to keep themselves safe. Ideally, the safety talk is focused on one issue with no more than three actions the employees need to take to increase safety. The key is to have the safety talk be very specific to the organization and explicitly explain what the organization expects the employees to do. I did a Google search for a five-minute safety talk on workplace violence. In the first safety talk I found, it talks about three key areas of workplace violence and then lists over 40 suggestions to identify and prevent violence. In a five-minute talk, or even in an hour-long employee training session, I do not think any employee is going to remember 40 suggestions. It's just too overwhelming. But the content is good, so it would be easy to break it down into a series of safety talks and workplace violence, each with a few specific activities employees can take. The safety talk needs to be actionable. The employee needs to be able to complete or perform the actions identified in the talk. Too often, the actions suggested in the talk cannot be completed by employees because they do not have the authority to complete them, they are not provided with the time to complete them, or they don't have the resources. Here are some examples to illustrate this issue. In the workplace violence safety talk I mentioned earlier, it tells employees to work with local law enforcement to protect everyone from internal and external risk. While I agree with this suggestion, I don't feel it's appropriate as part of a safety talk aimed at an entire workforce. This is a suggestion that is limited to upper management or human resources, depending on the structure in the organization. The suggestions in the document are aimed at too broad of an audience. Once you start listing actions that employees cannot take, or should not take because it's outside of their area of responsibility, employees will start tuning out the entire message, including the part you want them to perform. Next, I search for a safety talk on safe lifting. The authors speak about the importance of stretching. I think this has questionable value, but I'll save that issue for another podcast. Assuming your organization provided employees with the safety talk about safe lifting, are you going to give employees the time to stretch as the safety talk indicates? Employees and supervisors alike realize that a safety talk does not establish new practices in an organization. At best, it's simply a suggestion of what could be done, not what should be done. If you are not prepared to start a company-supported practice of stretching, then you should skip this when you deliver the safety talk about safe lifting. Without plans to allow employees to stretch in the job, there is no actionable item for employees to perform. Without actionable items, what value can the safety talk deliver? Here is the last safety talk example. I searched for a safety talk on slip and fall prevention. The authors tell employees to Purchase a ladder or step stool to reach items in high locations. Do all of your employees have the ability to order new equipment, and do you want them to have the authority to do so? I suspect the answer to both questions is no. In most organizations, a supervisor or higher level of management must request and or approve such a purchase. So here's another safety talk that gives employees a direction they cannot perform because they don't have the resources or authority to do so. In these examples, you can clearly see that suggestions provided are not actionable by employees who make up the audience for the safety talk. Thus, the message employees are subconsciously receiving is that you know that they don't have the ability to do some of the actions, and indirectly, that tells employees that you don't expect them to do any of the actions. Employees think management is simply giving a safety talk to make themselves feel good. Your safety talks must convey a simple message, one that employees have the ability resources, and time to act upon. Lastly, safety talks need to be sincere. The message needs to be one that is supported by upper management. In addition, the supervisors delivering the safety talk have to share in the organization's commitment to the message and support and hold employees accountable for completing the action items. Supervisors need to have a deeper understanding of the issue and the actions the organization wants employees to take to improve safety. Rather than sending out safety talks to supervisors to be delivered, I recommend you consider providing supervisors with an in-person course on how to deliver safety talks. Ideally, as part of this course, you would have an entire year's worth of safety talks developed so you can review them, the expectations for action items, and how supervisors can support employees in completing the action items. I think it's even less appropriate to email safety talks to employees to have them read to themselves. Employees will rarely take the time to read the information, and more importantly, they cannot feel the sincerity of the message because they cannot internalize it. By having a supervisor convey the message in person, it gives a supervisor the ability to personalize the message, ask questions to seek clarity, and to reiterate to employees the importance of implementing the action items. If you are currently using safety talks or are thinking about using safety talks to enhance your safety program, make sure the message has three elements. It's relevant to the work environment and concise, it is a limited number of action items for employees that they can actually implement, and it is sincere and supported by the management team. Safety talks that embrace these three elements will help lead change in your organization. Safety talks, like the examples I Googled, aren't worth the time to deliver them because they don't lead to a change that's actionable by employees. The same is true with these podcasts and you. If my messages are not leading you to a better safety program, then I'm wasting our time. I'd love to know how, and if you're implementing any of the ideas for my podcast. If you send me an email at jschaffenbuehl at WBMI, that's the letter J, followed by my last name, Schaffenbuehl, S-C-H-A-U-F as in Frank, E-N-B as in boy, U-E-L at wbmi.com by March 3rd, 2020, on how you're using this podcast series to improve your safety program, you could win a $50 gift card. I also welcome your feedback about other topics you'd like me to discuss in this podcast series. I hope you enjoyed this podcast and will join me next week. Until then, create a safer workplace and email me if you have any questions or suggestions.